you know, I just try to act, you, you know, as normal as possible because I don't want my family to see a reaction on my face of scare, you know, being concerned or anything. Megan Klinger is used to grieving families. She's a funeral director. But like everything in the age of coronavirus, her job has gotten more complicated. I'm Caitlin Lee, and this is Covering COVID, a podcast by students in Penn State's Belisario College of Communications. Funerals, meant to be the last celebration of a loved one's life. They're usually filled with family, friends, sharing memories and condolences with a lot of hugging. It's a way for many to get closure and to cope with the loss. But how do you get closure when you're banned from attending? The coronavirus pandemic ravaging the United States has killed more than 47,000 Americans in the past two months. We turn into the news every day to see the updated death count, but what happens next? With stay-at-home orders in place in many states and gatherings of people limited to 10, what does a funeral during the pandemic look like? For Megan Klinger at the Mark D. Heinzelman Funeral Home, death is a part of her everyday life. So we just had a funeral yesterday, and there were about seven people, and that was including um, the staff and the pastor. And the family just had to limit it, you know, um, pick and choose of who could come. So, how do you choose who gets to attend funerals and who doesn't? Do you invite that crazy aunt or the cousin who insists on coming to every family function? What if your immediate family is made up of 11 people? Who gets left out? How would you feel if you had to attend your loved one's funeral and say your last goodbyes over FaceTime or Zoom? Now we're seeing more and more stories of the creative ways that people are attending funerals including drive-up funerals where family and friends are forced to watch from their cars as their loved one is lowered into the ground, removing the intimacy of the ceremony. Just recently in Texas, a funeral home held a drive-in funeral where friends and family could stay in their cars in the parking lot and watch the service from a large screen on the side of a building. And those who do get to attend the funeral are encouraged to wear face masks and stay six feet apart. Now there's a debate on what's considered an appropriate way to offer sympathy. Is it okay to send a condolence email, text? How about a Facebook post? We're left with these constant questions and are forced to adapt the etiquette of sending condolences as we move forward. With no end in sight for this pandemic, this is the reality of planning a funeral. So what are funerals looking like in State College? We are not allowing any funerals or having more than 10 people in a building. So we can have funerals, but we limit, you know, we're limiting it to only 10 people at a time. The Mark D. Heinzman Funeral Home staff still made sure to document the funerals for people that couldn't be there. So we did videotape so they could send it to family members, and they did um, FaceTiming, of course, so people were able to see the funeral and participate a little bit. They just couldn't physically be there. The planning of a funeral is usually done in person through the funeral director with members of the immediate family. But now people are forced to find more unique ways to plan and coordinate the service. So we have to do a lot of our arrangements via email. Some people are not comfortable coming into the building. Um, Now, we do have the occasional family, you know, one or two people that do prefer to come in to make the arrangements. Or we actually take a clipboard outside 
and they sign it in, you know, in their cars. Being a funeral director automatically comes with a stressful schedule. Megan Klinger is on call every other day and often has to respond to death calls in the middle of the night. One day might be very slow with nothing to do, while others include a full schedule of making arrangements with families, embalming, and picking up bodies. Now add a worldwide pandemic on top of that. We've been very busy. We've been having at least one or two deaths a day, um, which is pretty high for us right now. Um, So we are going in and out of nursing homes and hospitals. We just try to stay safe, but um, these are all natural causes. Although Klinger has not yet dealt with any coronavirus-related deaths firsthand, the Mark D. Heinzelman Funeral Home has prepared its employees with training videos explaining what they need to do if they have a body that has been infected with the coronavirus. We have to cover the the nose and the mouth, pour disinfectant over the nose and the mouth. And then when we get the body back to the funeral home, they recommend that we inject fluid, um, a disinfectant fluid into the throat before embalming and into the lungs. Klinger went on to say that the virus can stay in the body for up to three days. So protective gear is very important for anyone coming in contact with someone who has been infected. We always wear gloves on removals. We had a decent supply of masks and disposable gowns and reusable gowns for necessary reasons if we had to reuse them. We are very fortunate. We we had a good stock of things before this all happened. Klinger's husband, Cody, is a state trooper, so life at home with two essential workers includes a lot of cleaning. You know, we just try to keep it as normal as possible. We do, you know, wipe down our countertops, sanitize the best that we can. But in reality, we know if one of us gets it, the other one probably will as well. When I talked to Klinger on April 3rd, Center County had 27 positive cases and no deaths. Just 20 days later, there are 76 positive cases and now two deaths. As of now, Klinger is just trying to stay positive throughout the pandemic and stay healthy so she can continue working. So I just try to to take it one day at a time and just to stay safe, you know, and I think I'm doing okay. I think think everything right now is okay. I'm healthy and I'm just trying to stay positive throughout all of this. Special thanks to Megan Klinger at the Mark D. Heinzelman Funeral and Cremation Services for talking with me. For Com Media, I'm Caitlin Lee. When the pandemic hit, people rushed to stores in anticipation of empty shelves, but essential supplies remain mostly available, thanks in part to the Truckers of America. We'll hear from a truck driver who has continued making his runs throughout the pandemic. That's next time on Covering COVID.